we are in the second message of this series of living out your purpose and destiny in such a time as this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our scripture this morning can be found in Exodus. Excuse me. I'm saying, I'm thinking about the song. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, out of the Amplified. And it reads as such in our hand. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, that is, born anew or born again, that we may do those good works which God predestined, that is, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Hallelujah. That we shall walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The thought that I want to bring to you today, one is the perseverance power of hope, a God-given expectation. That is what hope is. But just let me shorten that. It's hold on. Hope is on the way. Is there anybody that needs to hold on this morning with everything that is going on, with everything that is happening in our, in our lives, in this world, in your own personal life. I want to say to you, hold on, because help is on the way if you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Let us pray. Father, even now, mm, Lord, your presence, Lord, your enablement, Lord, Order the words out of my mouth. Order the thoughts in my mind. Allow me to speak only that which you want me to speak. Holy Spirit, minister to us. Meet us where we are and take us where you want us to be. Even now, Lord, your presence, your anointing, Lord, your increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In writing this sermon, I took me back to 1999 when me and my son went to see the movie Matrix. Remember that movie? That movie with uh, Ken O'Ree's and Lawrence Finsburg in it, and it was a big uh, hit. It, it was a blockbuster movie. I remember sitting there in the theater in the dark and, and as the movie began, I began to catch what was happening. Tears began to, to, to flood up under my chin. Because in that movie, what I saw was I saw the truth, the, the gospel truth hidden in, in the picture of that movie. I saw these human beings asleep, and these computers had them in a dream world. Yeah. 
had them in a false world and they thought they were living and the computers was, was living off of their energy as they was hooked up to uh, this stimulated world. And I sat there and a scripture came to mind, 1 John chapter 5, and it said that the whole world is in the devil's sway. That, that we, that we, that we are, are, are caught up in a lie. Most of the world is asleep. Most of the world don't even realize what life is really about. And, and if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the, the life that you think you have is a lie. The devil is lying to you. Can, the, even those of us that are in Christ, many of us, there are degrees and levels of 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 wokenness. There, you, you, some of us don't want to be more woken. We, we like living asleep. We like being in fantasy land. But God is, is calling us, and, and, and I think this pandemic, I think all that is happening around us with the wanting justice is awakening. I, I hope that you're waking up. I hope that you're seeing that, that life is not what you thought it was. It is not a dream. That we got some issues, that, that there's some stuff that God needs to fix. Matter of fact, I hope that it's waking you up to your own life, that in this quietness, in this stillness, that God is ministering to you and you are praying, Lord, show me my purpose. Show me my calling. If you are a Christian, God has a purpose and a calling on your life. And I believe that if you're here today, just if you're here in this time, that God has a purpose and calling with your name on it at such a time as this. Hallelujah. 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 Matter of fact, if you're not walking in your purpose, your God-given purpose. If you don't have a God-given hope of the future, then I feel sorry for you. You got to have something bigger than yourself to hold on to. You, you got to believe that God is up to something, no matter how bad it is, what, what keeps you waking up in the morning, what makes you excited about life, may not be your present situation. Hallelujah. What, what should be making you wake up that God's not finished with me yet, that the way things are right now is not the way things are going to be. God is working it out. I don't quite know what it is, but I got a vision. I got a promise. I got a hope. I got a hit expectation with God's name on it. Amen. Notice that in the movie, The Matrix, that, 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 that when they woke up, that they didn't all of a sudden become everything they were supposed to be. But there were some trials and tribulations in the journey. Can, can I share with you? There will be trials and tribulations in your journey. There will be some hard things that, that happen. You are not exempt we are not exempt. I was listening to uh, one of Tony Evans, uh, the pastor of Oak Cliff Church, uh, talk about the last 17, uh, 17 months of his life, and he talked about losing his father, losing his wife, losing a niece, and just, 
just a ray, losing a brother, just a ray of incident. His daughter had lung cancer, half her lung taken out. Her other daughter had the disease. Listen, he's, he's a high-level preacher. He's a high-level pastor, known throughout the world. And here he is facing trials and tribulation, one thing after another, after another, after another. Listen, none of us is exempt. Matter of fact, I believe that the greater purpose God has for you, the more Satan is going to try to stop you. The more you do for the Lord, that, and then the more that God has purpose for you, Satan is going to try with everything he has to stop you. And if you don't understand that, then, then things will stop you. Listen, Satan can't stop you. The only thing that can stop you is you yourself. When you let go, when you let go of your hope, when you don't have an expectation. When I say hope, I'm not talking about a hope that you wish. I'm talking about an expectation on God. You're waiting on him, and in that waiting, that, that expectation you are so wrapped up in, what God has said to you, the promise he has given you, that it doesn't matter how bad the storm, it doesn't matter how much it rains. You know that you know that you know. Life happens, situations, but you're holding on to. Yeah. Holding on to. To my brothers and sisters during this time, we got to hold on to something. Amen. Jeremiah 29 and 11, many of us have this verse, and to some people it's your favorite verse, but many of us don't understand that this verse comes to, to Israel in a time when they are in Babylon. They are captives. They are in the midst of trouble. They are losing hope, and God comes to them with a word of hope, and, and what he says is, he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, but to give you a future and a hope, and that's an expectation. Listen, what happened is, because they let go of God, God sent them trouble so that they would come back to their senses and realize that the only thing they really have is him. Can, 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 I, can I help you? That really, I don't care how much money you have. I, I don't care how much success you got. For many of us, the pandemic has brought things to a halt. But I'm telling you, if you got Jesus, you got everything. Got everything. Listen, we ought to fight for justice, but we can't leave Jesus out of our fight. We need him to fight our battles for us because if he goes before us, our victory is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me move on. Many of us doubt the heart of God. I have doubted the heart of God, but, 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 but where, where, where you find the heart of God is not in your trials and tribulations. Like I said, none of it is, is exempt. Why? Because this world is not originally how God made it. Amen. When God started thinking about making human beings, he started thinking about making children that he could share his goodness with. Yeah. He could share who he is. Genesis 1 Chapter 1, verse 27 and 31. So God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. He created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them. 
Hallelujah. It said it'll be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds and, and over every living animal. Matter of fact, did you know that the word Eden means, it means pleasure? That he put them in a prepared place and he prepared them to be in a place called Eden, which means pleasure. And they were supposed to live in this perfect place with their perfect God, growing in harmony and peace until they decided that they didn't need God anymore. And when, and, when, and, when, and when they disobeyed God and said, we don't need you, we got this. Well, we got exactly what they wanted. It's man trying to do it, and Satan took over in this world. But wait a minute, there's still hope. You know why the hope is Jesus Christ came to restore back to us what we lost. We lost our image, really, of knowing him in our spirit. But when you're born again, he puts back in you what you lost. But now, guess what? He has to navigate our journey to make us realize that the old us is not like him, but the new us is him. So we got to walk this journey with him molding and shaping us, uh, him breaking us so that the glory that's on the inside can show up on the outside. That's what your struggle is really about. Can, 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 can I share with you a little bit? Listen, Everything I've been through has benefited me in knowing that I need God. Do you know you need God today? God will break you down till you realize you need him. But once he breaks you down, he'll build you up. He'll make it new. There are levels of, of, of knowing the reality of Jesus that he's taking us through. And many times it don't feel good becoming who he calls us to be. But, but once he starts showing up and showing up, he says, he says in Jeremiah, look, look, look what he says in Jeremiah 29. He says, he says, he says, in that day when you seek me. And what he's saying is, is that up to now, you didn't seek me. You were seeking everything else. You were going every place else to find me. But now that I got you, now that I got your undivided attention, now that I done moved everything else out of your way, now that you're calling me, when you seek me with not some of your heart, but when you seek me with all of your heart, that's when you're going to find me. That's where I'm going to answer. And in finding me, you're going to realize that I am everything that you need to get you where you need to be. I've been waiting on you. Not you waiting on me. I've been waiting on you. Did you know that God, is, and scripture tells us this, that God wants to give us the desire of our hearts. I asked this question before, but let me ask it again. What heart is he talking about? Is he talking about the old nature or the new nature? I think he's talking about the new nature. Listen, God has dreams. He has purposes. He has destiny. 
And the only way that you're going to find what God has for you is, is to seek him and ask him, Lord, why did you create me? Why am I here? My nephew was about 12 years old. Called me up. He was living out of town. He said, Uncle Tracy. I said, yeah, nephew, what's up? He said, why am I here? I said, huh? He said, why am I created? Listen, we're talking about a child asking deep questions because because the truth of the matter is there's a longing in all of our hearts to find purpose and meaning that is greater than us. That is bigger than just going to work and coming home. That is bigger than what we see every day. That we recognize that there is a connection, an eternal connection between us and God, and that God has a purpose and calling. Listen, you don't find that in your intellect. You don't find that in, in your flesh. You only find that in your born-again spirit that you begin to commune with your creator that he created you with a purpose and a calling and, and to be part of his glory. He made you for himself. He made you for his glory. He calls us by name. And when you tap into that, things begin to happen. And, and God starts bringing out of you the glory that he put in you. And you begin to realize that, 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 that your journey on earth is bigger than you. It has an eternal calling. And there's a satisfaction. There's a delight in him. There, 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 there's something bigger than what this world can offer. Don't be deceived no more. Don't, don't be deluded no more. Find out what God has for you and you will find your place. It, it may be fighting for justice. It, it may be touching other people's lives. It may be being a nurse, a doctor. I don't know what it is for you, but there's something with your name on it. And when you begin to seek God, he, he will show you. And when you find it, you realize that, that I've been created to do this. I, this is my calling. This is my purpose for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Listen to this. It's Proverbs 29:18. I, I want to read it out of the Amplified Classic. And this is what it says. It says, where there is no vision... No redemptive revelation of God. The people perish. Huh? What is it saying? It's saying, when, when you don't know which way to go, you go anywhere. When, when you don't know what, what direction to go and you'll follow anybody. When you don't have something that holds you when it gets rough. Listen, we're in the storm. Society's in a storm right now. It's raining. The lightning is flashing. There's thunder. There's a whole lot of stuff happening. Matter of fact, all of us, whether you know or not, is under stress. All of us is wondering what tomorrow's going to bring. Matter of fact, you know what, what used to be normal isn't normal no more. 
Matter of fact, we don't even know what the new normal is. There used to be a lot of folks at this church. Now, there's maybe 20 folks in here. Listen, this is not the norm. But guess what? We're finding that God is working in that which is not normal. It made us go alive. It made us put the stain together. It made us do some things that we was going to do, but we did it quicker than we thought. And God is now blessing us in the midst of it. What is it that God wants you to change? God is moving some things out, but he's bringing some new things in. Listen, be willing to change. Change your mindset. Change your attitude. Matter of fact, if you got to change your friends, change your friends. Listen, if they're not doing nothing, if they're not going nowhere, if they're not seeking God, you got to step away from folks that, that, that can't handle where you're going. Listen, listen, God is calling you. God has prepared some things for you. I would have never thought I'd be preaching. Now, I can't think of anything else to do but preaching. If I didn't preach, I don't know what I'll do. But because it was in me, but I didn't know it was in me. But now when I do it, I recognize I've been created to preach the gospel. I've been created to call people out of darkness, out of the power of Satan, into his marvelous light. My brother and sister, God is up to something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this. It's Psalms 37, 3 and 7. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. Commit your ways. Huh? Commit yourself. Commit. Say, Lord, I want to do it your way. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Listen, one of the hardest things when you trust God, when you begin to commit your life to him, is that things may not change right away. Hallelujah. There's a verse of scripture, and it's in Psalms 27. And at the end, it says this. It says, it says, it says in verse 13 and 14, Psalms 27, verse 13 and 14, it says, I would have, David said, I would have lost heart. David was anointed to be king, but the appointment took years. He did not walk into what he was anointed for. In fact, for many years, like 13 years, he's running from King Saul. So he writes this Psalms in the desert, running from, still holding on to the appointment, holding on to the promise, holding on to what God has said. So, so here he is hiding and he's dodging and he's running and he's scared for his life. And he said, I would have gave up. I would have lost heart. I would have threw in the towel. I would have quit. Is there anybody that's out there that's understand what I'm talking about? 
Somebody is contemplating suicide. Somebody is ready to give up on life because life been hard. It has not been what you thought it was going to be. It did not meet your expectation. You went into it thinking one thing and something else happened. I want to say to you, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, trust him. Trust what he has for you. Find out what he's calling. Find out what he's doing in the midst of the storm. I don't know why all this trouble, but I know that God is working in the background of it. Even with the protest, with the pandemic, God's fingerprint is all on it. God is working something. He's shifting something. David said, but I believe to see the goodness, the, the good things of God. I believe to see that God is up to something. I believe to see the fulfillment of the promise. I believe to see that he's going to do what he told me he's going to do. I believe. Yeah. Are you believing today? The one thing that Satan is trying to steal from believers is your faith. Amen. <laughs> the, the, the target of everything that's happening around you is to make you doubt. To make you give up. David said, but I believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Listen, not in heaven. That's a given. But while I'm living, God's not finished with me yet. I'm holding on to something. God is up to something. The, the, the word wait here that we find in this, he said, be a good courage. Wait on the Lord. The, the word wait in the Greek is, is, and it's not the Greek, it's the Hebrew. But this is what it says. It's, it means to look with expectation, and the word is to be planted or braided. It's like the braiding of hair. It's like the planting of somebody's hair, that you take it and you intertwine and intertwine and, and you weave the hair together so that it becomes strong. This is what it's saying to us. He says, your hope in him has to be in everything you do. <laughs> uh, I don't hear me. It means that you got to start seeing God when you wake up in the morning. Say, Lord, thank you for my future. Thank you for. Matter of fact, it means that you got to start making preparations for what He has told you He's going to do. Listen, if you're going on a trip to Hawaii, you don't start packing, and you're going to be gone for six months. You don't start packing the day of the trip. You know when you start packing, you probably start packing six months before to make sure you got everything. You start preparing. Everything is geared toward that. I think I'm going to take this. I know I'm going to take this. Matter of fact, you start buying clothes just for that. Hallelujah. If God is up to something, if God got purpose for you, if God has told you something, I think that you need to start gearing everything towards what he told you. I think it ought to be in your attitude. It ought to be in your talk. It ought to be in the way you prepare things. Matter of fact, you know, it's not just on Sunday I worship God. I worship God every day of the week. And the reason why I worship him every day of the week, because I know that God is up to something in my life. See, I don't know about you, but I've come to the place. I know I can't make it without him. Hallelujah. He, he, he has to be weaved in your entire life and everything about you is weaved. And he said, wait, 
Wait with expectation. Wait expecting him to do it. Wait when you don't see nothing. Wait when it don't seem like it. Wait when it getting worse. Wait when the devil tells you to shut up. Listen, I'm not going to wait quietly. In my waiting, I'm going to praise him because my Bible tells me he inhabits the praises of his people. So lift up your praises. Lift up your thanksgiving. Begin to lift him up and watch God show up and show up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Somebody's ready to let go. I want to say to you today, no, hold on. For, for your change is coming. Hold on, because God is up to something. Hold on, because now God is not through with you. What he's up to, I know what he has shown me, but what has he shown you? Do you know him? Have you accepted him? Have you allowed him to, to invade your life and take over? I tell you what, before he changes the things on the outside, he changes you on the inside. <laughs> oh, yes, he will. The glory is on the inside. The power is on the inside. And when you have an expectation, the devil throws the kitchen sink at you. Won't he, won't he do it? But when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he gives you peace in the midst of the storm. He'll keep you. He'll show up and refresh you. I don't know how he does it, but God shows up right on time. Today, there's a, there's a, there ought to be an expectation on your heart. Hold on for help. Is on the way. He promised I would never leave you nor forsake you. He promised that he is coming your way. He promised he'll be your strong tower. He be your fortress. He be the lily in the valley. He be the brighter morning star. He'll be exactly what you need him to be. He's waiting on you. He died for you. He paid the price for your sins. He got up with all power in his hands, proving that he is who he said he is. He got righteousness with your name on it. But you got to let him in. You got to ask him to come in. He's saying, Jesus, come into my life. I need you. I want you. I give my life over to you that you may bring out of me what you put in me. I need purpose. I need destiny. I need your love. I need your forgiveness. I need, I need, I need you. He would do for you what he has done for many and what he done for me. It's his grace. It's his love. He loves you. Oh, he loves you. Today he loves you. Ask him in. If you have it, you need someone to talk to you, there's a number I want you to write down. It's 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the support of this ministry. And many of you are giving. And thank you. We God bless you today. God bless you. We'll be back next week at this time. Okay? We're going to pray with you. So let's pray. Father, even now, how amazing is your grace. How amazing is your love. That look past our faults and you see our needs. Lord, it wasn't us who fixed us. You found us in our mess. And in spite of our mess, you loved us. You picked us up. You grabbed us by our hands. Lord, and you begin to clean us up. Lord, nothing but your grace. Lord, we are saved because you loved us. Not, not, not us loving you, but you loving us. Lord, somebody out there needs you today. Please, Lord, show up where they're at. Let your grace, let your power, let your healing. Lord, you can heal anything. You, you heal the brokenhearted. You set the captives free. Today, Lord, release your power, your healing power, your deliverance power. Lord, meet them where they're at. Allow them to feel you, to feel your love. Just love on them, hold them, and let them know that you got them. Father, you're so real. Help them to experience the realness of you, the forgiveness of you, the wholeness that you bring into their lives. Fix it, Lord. Fix it, Lord. Fix it, Lord, for them, that they may know you are the real and living God. We pray this in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Glory. We praise you. We lift you up because you are God all by yourself. 